The countdown's on, MP. Damo, the biggest and best wellness summit ever is fast approaching. Don't miss out on the entertainment. The education. The edutainment that is the wellness summit. Featuring for the very first time at the summit, the Merrymaker sisters, Carla and Emma Pappas, and the 2013 Bachelor himself, the incredible chiropractor and sharp mover, Mr. Tim Robards, plus all of your wellness couch favorites. And wait for it, Damo. All 22 podcasts on the couch will be in attendance at the summit. Wow. So take your digital wellness couch experience and make it a real-life one at the transformational, inspirational, sensational 16 hours of Powerhouse Wellness Summit at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. September 10 and 11. More information and tickets available at www.thewellnesssummit.com. Now, before you go, Damo, there's a big competition on as of now. Every single person who registers before a 11.59pm on Sunday, August 14, goes into the draw to win a double pass to the inaugural 2016 Wellness Couch Awards Night. Amazing. You'll join the who's who of the Wellness Couch as we present for the very first time the best new podcast, most popular episode, most popular the host, the best hair, of course, MP, most awkward moment, and many more sensational awards at this night of fun and wellness frivolity. But you must enroll, folks, by August 14. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Wonderful listeners, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Wellness Women Radio. We've got a wonderful guest to join us this week. We're actually sitting in a hotel room here in <laughs> South Perth with a very good-looking man, and uh, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. It is not my husband, but uh, this oh, gentleman dear. is someone fantastic. <laughs> so I'm going to let Andrew introduce you to our, our wonderful guest this week. Thanks, Ash. Uh, so, guys, I would love to introduce you to the incredible Kale Rock. Kale, welcome to Wellness Moon Radio. Thank you guys thanks for joining me in my hotel room this is funny because the way you introduced that it sounded like we were going into a different sort of interview and and let me just uh kind of pre-frame uh this environment here we're sitting in this beautiful hotel room with kale um can i say you're sitting in your ugg boots <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh it's a pretty stormy day here you might hear some planes and a few other things in the background so um you know we apologize about that but the room smells like essential oils it's incredible obviously that's something that you've traveled with for a reason um but kale for any of you who who haven't met him before he's an award uh, nominated writer and speaker who specializes in the areas of gut health and primal living uh he's a qualified health and exercise coach and he's worked in the wellness industry since about 2007 now kale is it true that you're on totally wild yes it was and, and you're a journalist as well so you're yeah. you're an award nominated journalist sorry i should have said that yes so yeah. um i got i was sort of writing throughout school yeah. uh, for, for the surfing industry and awesome. had a few things like was doing podcasts and stuff like that for the surfing industry and then um, did some travelling around Australia, finished school, like packed up in my van and travelled to Australia and cool. then um, got asked by Channel 10 to go and do this thing and ended up getting a job as a TV reporter for, for Totally Wild. So for, for two years there I was tra- sort of travelling Australia and, and coming to Perth and, and going around and just doing all sorts of stuff. But yeah, now, now obviously I've sort of centred on the health stuff and yeah, it's going really well. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Kale, you had a bit of a journey that sort of got you to be so passionate about what you are today. Um, and it was some sort of personal health crisis that happened that sort of led to that. Can you kind of unpack that for us a bit? Yeah. So when I was 16, I was diagnosed with a heart condition called supraventricular tachycardia. Okay, so it's a big, long name. Yeah, big, long, <laughs> scary name. You know, you're not going to survive that the way that sounds. But it was just basically saying that my heart would um, experience these arrhythmias. So I would have this funny heartbeat for a... Um, you know, 10, 15 minutes at a time. And often this would happen while I was out surfing. So, and to the point of nearly fainting. So being out in the ocean amongst the waves, nearly fainting was not the best situation to be in. So I went to the surgeon uh, or the surgeon, went to the cardiologist and and had all these tests done, like hooked up to the ECG thing, got sent home with a battery pack. And um, they put me on a treadmill and my heart started going a little bit crazy. So I had one of these episodes and um, they said, yeah, you've got this condition, so what we need you to do is to come in and we'll open you up, so we'll put you under, 
will open up your heart and will enter your heart and will burn away the piece of the heart that's not working. So we'll take a little soldering iron sort of thing and we'll burn away the sinoatrial node. Wow. Because it's not working, so we'll just destroy it. And I thought, okay. Which <laughs> happens to be the electrical uh, impulse yeah. centre of the heart. Exactly. So. <laughs> so it manages the electrical communication between the various chambers of the heart. Yeah. Very important part of the part of the heart. And they wanted to destroy it. I thought, okay, this is super weird. So I said, although really logical, your idea, um, how about we sort of, you know, explore some other options? And I said, what about nutrition? And he's like, well... Listen to me, young man. Nutrition's got nothing to do with it. And I thought, okay, look, he obviously clearly doesn't know what he's talking about or he's being a little bit too frank in his dismissal. Something's going on. So I decided to go the other route and lucky, luckily enough, I got introduced to a naturopath in Adelaide um, well, of, of 40 years and I've worked with her now for around eight or nine years. Um, and within six months, I'd actually turned around that condition naturally around 99%. So, um, it was pretty incredible. And, uh, from then it really inspired me to actually research a little bit more about this whole health story, because as we see now, I think now we're sort of, well, back then we were in a more disempowered position where we didn't hear enough about health and wellness. Whereas now we've got so much coming out and, you know, I'm pretty, um, excited to be a part of that in terms of, you know, getting the message out there. So I think, you know, I took on that responsibility because I thought, hey, I've been lucky enough to actually avoid going down a completely different route. Um, I want to help someone else do that. So, yeah. And you said access to more information. You're a fellow podcaster too. Yes. So you run your show <laughs> as well because this is the important information that um, and the reason that Andrew and I started as well is that there's so much great info out there. How do we get that to the people that need mm. to hear it um, to make choices just like you did that hopefully may prevent them going down that sick care pathway yes. that can really lead to the the, the, roulette, the roundabout mm. of doing the same thing over and over, possibly cascades into further spirals of health concerns. I mean, just can imagine possibilities of if they had opened you up and they had changed some things there, there may have been a fantastic successful outcome. And on the flip side, they may not have been. We don't need to find <laughs> yeah. out. Because you did some things that made a yeah. dramatic difference to your health and to your lifestyle, mm. and here you are today. Mm. And I think today we really want to jump in and, and chat with you because we see you as a great uh, example of healthy lifestyling, um, practicing what you preach. And when we talk to our ladies, you guys that are listening, you realize that there's some things that are very women's health specific, and there's things that we do and say that seriously no guy needs to listen to or understand <laughs> or know about. But then there's some other things that are absolutely timeless principles that any man woman or child um, needs to know and needs to live and do because these things are timeless across the genders it doesn't really matter and some of those things we're going to have a chat about today like what are our foundational health and well-being principles that apply to all human beings yeah i think i think it's a good thing with everything to and i'm talking about health and wellness talking about business and talking about life um, to look at those principles that are timeless, that you can take from 2,000 years ago and apply to your situation now. Because uh, as Damien Christoph talks about, you know, um, health is a little bit trendy. And, yeah. you know, we have paleo coming in, then we have gut health coming in at the moment, which is great for me. But I also um, think that there are a whole lot of other things that you can do to make sure you have good health. And, you know, one of those is is just being in a good state of mind and having good mental health. And, you know, that comes from living a lifestyle that is congruent with with your higher philosophies and your highest values, you know. So um, I feel like over the last sort of year or two, I've been able to really um, relax into that position and rather than be forcing myself up or really flowing or working against the Tao, if you will, working against that flow, that energy that we all have access to, um, just to flow along with it and really sort of enjoy the ride. I mean, honestly, like this is why we're here. I think we're here to have a good time, to be honest. I think we're here to be excited, to be happy and to help others do the same, you know. Yeah. So um, a part of my philosophy has become to just say no to a lot of things and to say yes to what I enjoy and to say yes to what excites me and to say no to stuff that doesn't. Awesome. And yeah, and I think when I made that decision, it just completely changed my life. And give us an example of what does it feel like when you're not in that state of flow? What could mm. someone be experiencing in their life that might be an example of a time when they're not in flow, they're not in that congruency? How would you know? Like, how, how do you know? Yeah, well, I mean, how do you wake up in the morning? That's like the biggest, the, the easiest way to do it. Do you yeah. wake up excited? 
you know, to, to start the day or do you wake up dreading what's going on? There's so many people my age dreading waking up on Monday morning having having to go to work. Yeah, that Monday-itis, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, change it. You know, we live in this world where we're so lucky, especially in the West, we have so many opportunities. And it really comes down to you um, wanting to change more um, than you're uncomfortable with what it takes to actually make the change, you know? So... Um, so it can be things like lack of motivation, lack, lack of, motivation, of energy, not yeah. feeling like you want to get up in the morning. I think so. But also I think when we're in a state of um, we're going against the against the flow, I think a lot of things tend to go wrong, if you will, in inverted commas. Yeah, there's that resistance feeling. Mm. And those are those are little clues to pick up and, and really come back and step back and have that stoic philosophy, be mindful and present. And then be, a, be an observer of your life and where it's going. And so rather than everyone having that feeling of everything's happening to me, it's, yes. all, all, it's yes. all happening to me, no, I'm the unlucky one. I'm, yeah. Exactly. And yeah. just changing that, that context of how yes. you see the situations, that's incredibly powerful. And, mm. and like we said, a timeless principle without question that the happiest people on this planet have found ways to turn around the worst of situations into something that serves them better. And it doesn't mean that they turn sadness into happiness. They just turn sadness into an experience of learning and an approach to grow. That's amazing. What else, what other sort of things, I guess, uh, would you say that if someone wants to live a a life, I mean, you mentioned the word congruency and I know yesterday there was some words that really jumped out at me, like your most authentic self. (laughs) Like what does that mean to someone if they say, well, how do I know if I'm being authentic? Oh man. I mean, I'm not, a philosopher. Sitting around the dinner table on a, on a Sunday night with friends, I think we're all philosophers. We have well, depends how much red wine we've had. You know, we're definitely yeah, right. philosophers. Yeah. So um, I think we all know who we truly are, really. When you when you spend time in silence, when you spend time alone, for me, I've sort of found out my true self through surfing. So that was my gateway to a lot of this stuff is um, surfing because it demands such a high state of of presence and mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I think during those times you really work out who you are because you step back and, again, coming back to that, you know, meditative mindfulness principle, you step back from the workings of your conscious mind and you sort of step back into the unconscious realm and you can sort of observe what's happening without any judgment and that's the true you. You know, your mind is always working. You are not your thoughts. Okay, you're actually above that. So I always I was taught that um, your thoughts are like the clouds, but you're the sky. So that's you up there. So when you work out who that person is, it's quite easy to stay on track. And to be honest, I've met people, I know so many people who are 40, 50, 60 who still haven't made that leap yet. You know, they're or still living a life that that's... awareness, have they? Yeah, yeah. They're, mm. they're just living a life that's completely out of alignment with who they truly are. And that, and they feel the health benefits, uh, the health consequences of that and the, the other various consequences of that, whether they're just unhappy or they're um, unmotivated and not excited about life. You know, how lucky are we to wake up every single day and have access to what we have access to, no matter where you are? I mean, when you really sit back and you look at all the little marvels going on around us it's pretty easy to be grateful and excited about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, to have that power, once you step back from, you know, your mind and all those thoughts and all that left brain, nit, 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 you know, you know, action, 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 um, you start to step into a more powerful position where I think you can more easily manipulate your reality. And, you know, that still takes time. You still be, you're still a normal human being. You can still go and have your coffee. You can still go and hang out with your friends. You can have some red wine. You can go surfing. But you do it from a place of, I would say, more love than, than just um, not hate, but just, I don't know, a different sort of energy where you're not in control. You're just sort of going through the motions and stuff. And so much more presence by the sounds as well. Yeah. Um, so, Kale. Just say um, our listeners aren't surfy dudes. Yeah. Um, let's say that maybe surfing um, doesn't – They're stand-up chicks. Doesn't, doesn't put their boat, um, which does me, so I totally get that. But um, how else might they be able to create that state of um, being that observer in their life and really connecting to their true selves? Is there any kind of advice that we could kind of tease out of you for them to achieve that as well? You can do it every single day. Yep. You can do it when you stop at a traffic light. You know, you can be mindful and you can be present and you can be yourself. Um, One of the easiest things, and, you know, Titnat Khan talks a lot about this. um, I always mix up the letters of his name. I hope that's right. (laughs) Titnat Khan. Um, So he talks a lot about just coming back to the breath 
and you know that's one of the easiest ways to be centered um i think sports is really good for being mindful and and working out who you are as, as a person uh yoga is fantastic obviously uh for some people it might be trading stock or writing or or who knows whatever it is lawn bowls golf tennis whatever it is walking on the beach like you find your little thing in life and i talk about that a lot finding your thing the thing that gets you excited the thing that you know really you feel fulfilled doing and you don't think about anything else while you're doing it so the thing you're most happiest to do exactly. without anyone saying you have to do, yes. uh, you do it with yeah. or without pay, yes. and you, you do it yeah. anyway. Yeah. And that's that thing, isn't it? I that, think that's Everyone the thing. has their, yeah. I call it that thing. What's that yeah. thing? What's that place? Yeah. Where do you go when you mm. feel as though not so much escaping from the world, but finding yourself in the world? Yeah. And, uh, and that's the place. So, ladies, that's what you, I guess, each one of us knows. For me, definitely it's the ocean space. Yeah. I'm a bit like kale. The the ocean's my lifeblood. I'm I think it's a lot of people. Salt water is yeah. in my veins. Um, well, because the, we actually share around seventy percent of the same microbes as the ocean does. Like, it's super incredible. And yeah. you know, we were born out of you know this saline solution. Yeah. We sat in mum in this salty water for so long. I think there's definitely a congruency there. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that as well. And we're so fortunate here in Perth and, and you in Adelaide as yeah. well that we've got some of the most beautiful oceans in the world as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the ocean. I mean, there are people who are landlocked probably listening to this and their thing might be, we talked about yesterday, looking after cows, yeah. farming cows yeah. or, or yeah. you know, going out in the bush and spending time in the bush. You know? Being connected. Being connected. Connected and, with earth or yep. connected with nature. It could yep. be animals. Like, yeah, it's that yeah. connection mm. to something and someone higher than yeah. yourself or greater than yourself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And whether you call that God or, or Buddha or just the f- love or flow or whatever you want to call it. Or so we go, you know, Star Wars, the Force, <laughs> the, Force. the Matrix. The Matrix. You know, there's yeah. so many little clues yeah. in yeah. Hollywood about this stuff. But yeah, I think it's all there. And the more we get access to it in our own comfortable way. So, you know, if I told this stuff to like a, a high business exec or whatever, they'd probably get a little bit weirded out about it. But when I explain it to them in their own sort of terms and stuff, you know, get them to do some breathing um, or get them to do some boxing or something where they just completely let their mind go, um, they can access it in their own way and, and they still get benefit from it. So taking mindful control of your life. Yes, exactly. That's a huge foundation, I think, of living a great life is to be conscious in that process and to be an active participant. You're not not sitting on the bus for the ride. Yeah. You know, you've been put on the planet to be be a bus driver. Um, Not literally, maybe you are. Um, (laughs) And that's awesome too because some people will do that. But it's more to do with just saying, I take the steering wheel. It's my my game. I get to play this one. And I think that's where a lot of people are, I think, Thankfully, our audiences, I believe that the women listening to us now, you ladies are choosing to be the, the bus drivers because you've turned this on, because you've chosen to listen in to us. Mm. And that already is an active responsibility for some part of your, your health and your life, which, yeah, thrills us. That's why we do what we do. Cal, <laughs> um, what are some of the other principles that you would say, look, every human being needs this. This, this has to be a foundation to live a truly fulfilled and healthy life. I think exercise is, mm-hmm. is one. We yeah. all need to exercise no matter how old, no matter how debilitated you've been told you are. Yeah. Um, I think we all need to exercise in some way. And if people are injured or whatever, I think the easiest exercise someone can do is walking, yes. um, especially if they're going to walk in nature mm-hmm. because it, it tends to lean towards being present and stuff as well, which goes back to what we were talking about. But it's also, I mean, it's good for bone density. It's good for digestion. It's good for everything. It's walking. a neurological imperative. Yes, yes <laughs> You know, exactly. we, we talk about uh, mm. use it or lose it. Yeah. You have to drive the brain and all the yeah. centers of the brain to have your whole system working well. Yeah. And uh, if you're not switching it on with activity and mm. mitochondrial as well. I mean, we talk about mitochondrial expression, mitochondrial DNA. And mm-hmm. why, why do you feel better once you've done exercise? Yeah. Because you, you wake up all these little mitochondria, yes. which are your energy producers. Mm. Epigenetically, I think exercise is one of the best things we can do. Yeah. Like it, it's in, it switches on amazing genes. And, you know, if you're lucky enough to be young and healthy, exercise and keep exercising for the rest of your life and if exercise is boring which i find sometimes like i don't want to go and do a workout sort of thing just find your thing and make sure it involves activity 
So go to bounce. Like if I don't want to do a workout and I'm like, you know, the surf's crap or whatever, I'll go to bounce because I know I'm going to have so much fun and it's going to involve so much. It's going to involve that cross hemispherical thing in your brain. You have to use (laughs) both sides of the body and link it all up with your core. Like, and Lisa's bounce for your information is actually a trampolining uh, center. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just imagine big kids bouncing all over the walls and yeah. the, <laughs> on trampolines, and that's that's the image you've got now of Kale, you know, ten foot in the air doing somersaults. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. can imagine the kind of injuries we see from that as well. Yes. But, so use, yeah. use caution. Kale, are there any rules about exercise? No. So no. Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> You've got to exercise within your – whatever exercise you're doing, make sure it works for you and your unique body mm-hmm. because, you know, if I told a 60-year-old to go to bounce when they're bored, it would be irresponsible of me, but it would also be out of alignment for them probably. Mm. Um, so they've just got to find what works for them. A lot of people, it's yoga is is yeah. one of those perfect exercise um, forms for them because it's sort of lightweight, it's not too stressful, and, and it's really good for the core and it's great for the brain. Some people, it's CrossFit, you know, Lawrence. Tam loves CrossFit, you know, one of the wellness guys. So um, it really depends on the person. But I just think making a commitment to exercise every single day is important. And if you can't do it every single day, make it 90% of the time. Because, you know, it's one of the fundamental things that we have to do to maintain our status as a human. I think if we stop exercising, we completely open up the doorway for disease development. Even if you're exercising once or twice a week and you're doing really hard sessions and you think that that, you know, works out for the rest of the week, um, I don't think it's healthy. You know, I think we need to move every single day because your lymphatic system doesn't have its own pump. You know, you actually need to pump that by by pumping your heart. And your lymphatic system holds a lot of toxins and harbors a lot of um, things we need to get out of the body. So if you're not moving it, you're going to store toxins. And that's actually where, by the way, um, bouncing on a trampoline is really good because you open up the lymphatic system really well. As you come down and rebound off the tramp, it opens up and you tend to detox very well. That's why when I used to do um, stories for Totally Wild with all the circuits, there's like circuits programs back in Adelaide, um, all of them had these really bright white eyes. And I was like, that's definitely because they're detoxing on these, on these traps every single day. Yeah. But um, for me at home, if, if I haven't done like a, a bounce or a surfing session or whatever, um, I make a commitment to walk the dog every day, if, if not twice a day. I mean, that's just like a 45-minute walk, you know, where I, and I'll couple some breathing in with it and whatever. And all this is sort of just adding points to your, to your health balance, so to speak, and making sure you um, work in alignment with your, your genetic needs and potential. You know? yeah, because if yeah. we're going to go and um, do our big workout and then go and sit at the computer for eight hours, we're probably doing more harm than good. You know, yeah. we've got to remember that this is um, we've got certain biological needs and to an extent we're living against those. Um, so we really need to counteract that by being as healthy as we can, as often as we can. And again, it's just adding points into that health balance. Yeah, definitely. And I like that analogy of, of tipping the balance into yeah. the positive side, into your favor. Mm. And if you say have a physically active job, like, you know, we do, we're moving around we're on our feet all day. That doesn't count. We need to move our body through time and space as well mm. to really get the benefit from that. I mean, we're lucky that we're not sitting down all day, but it still, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, and there's those primal movements, isn't there, as well? And I particularly have been really interested in primal Mm. move because uh, we've got – I mean, you just have to look at an anatomy textbook and you look at the structure of the joints and the way they're designed and you know they're designed for certain things. I mean, there's these incredible uh, joint structures that tells you one's a hinge and the other's a ball's a socket and you just think, (laughs) wow. So we've actually been structurally designed for Mm. certain particular movements, but unfortunately because a lot of us are sitting down in our bottoms all day long, we're totally eliminating the value of these joints designs um, and we ask the question you know why are so many people having troubles with knees hips ankles shoulder joints because we're not using them the way they're meant to be used one of my things is give your body a reason to be healthy you know give your body a reason to be warm in the winter move it you know yeah. like don't just be angry at the world because it's cold <laughs> or be angry at the world because you've got a sore knee use your knee so that your body has a reason to keep it healthy that's usually when most Perthians escape to Bali <laughs> yeah yeah or I just got back from Europe I was hoping it would be summer by the time I got back but uh, no. nope, not so you're not going to complain about it get no, moving no absolutely yeah. I love winter well I love winter I think it's great yeah, yeah. so so far we've got 
the mindfulness, you know, that consciousness, that presence. And then we've got the correct physical movement. So Mm. the movements that suit your body type, but also with respect to what the joints are designed for, which is some of those primal movements like the squats and and the push and the pull motions and being able to jump and being able to bend down and touch your toes. Um, And someone will will say, I've never been able to touch my toes, but you've got to practice that movement. Mm. You still have to go in that direction, even if you can't touch your toes, just keep gently challenging those movement ranges yeah i think that's we talked about um that a lot when i did the exercise coach program with paul check yeah fantastic program um, yeah amazing so their their program's incredible in terms of that the movement stuff um those essential movement patterns and stuff it's just it's fantastic and you know people don't have to like jump into it straight away you know like taking a nice um strategic approach is still awesomely beneficial you know, and taking your time. Um, health is not a sprint, you know, it's, it's a marathon. So we've got to have that long-term approach. Um, and I find people <clears throat> nowadays generally sort of have that all or nothing um, attitude. And I'm certainly guilty of that sometimes. So um, you've really got to tell yourself that, you know, it is a long-term thing and have that long-term perspective about where you want to be with your health and wellness and give yourself permission to um, not be perfect every single day. You know, I think that's important too because when you start to be hard on yourself, it's it's a very easy excuse to actually fall off the bandwagon. Self-defeat. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So if you become that observer a little bit more like we talked about, you actually, um, I think you take on that more of a sage <laughs> character where you can actually keep going forward with those principles in mind yeah awesome all right Kale. so what else is fundamental for you know optimal health i think obviously um nutrition is is, is a big one um and this is a funny one because <clears throat> i think it's a potentially um controversial topic i suppose oh, these absolutely. days how many fads are out there at the moment yeah i mean it, it's crazy but it's also it's also good that it's getting attention yeah you know um some people are having 30 bananas a day some people are <laughs> yeah. not having 30 bananas a day <laughs> but um i think the key again is finding out what works for you but i also think that there are general parameters we need to work within and that's you know um i've spoken to people who are um, Catholic and stuff, and they say, oh, you mean just biblical eating? And I'm like, yeah, you know, food that was just available 10,000 years ago. Um, I think as soon as we shift towards that as a starting point, we're always going to be better than than what we're currently doing. Um, because, you know, the crap that we are exposed to, the crap that's available in the store now, um, we're not going to get that far. You know, it's it's taking energy away from your body. It's not adding in energy yeah. to your to your body, it's not giving you any health points. You know, you're spending health points by eating processed food and, and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, I think we need to work in alignment with, with nature then. Did it grow in the ground once? Did it run around once? You know, have they done much to it since, you know, they picked it or whatever? Those are good questions to ask. Um, for me, I tend to, I, if I had to describe my diet, it would be closer to a paleo diet than anything, okay. but that's because it works for me. You know, I did raw vegan for a, a year or two and I lost a whole bunch of weight. I was really skinny, but I actually, I think I detoxed during that time and I think it was good for me during that time. But then I also, you know, listened to my body and I um, moved away from that diet. And now, Yeah, you know, Kel, it's really interesting. I did, you know, I was raw vegan for a while as well and the opposite happened. I put on a whole bunch of weight. Wow, um, yeah. So in, in a very unhealthy um, pattern as well. So mm. it just did not suit you know, my body type. Mm. Um, there was definitely no detoxifying happening, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the time it made sense to, to do that. So mm. it was a very interesting experiment. And and look, here's three people sitting around this table and we've all had this experience with nutrition and diet shifting because mm. I also did uh, four or five years of being a vegetarian and I would like to think I was a pretty good vegetarian, but there was also a degree of degradation mm-hmm. in the last year, which was one of the fundamental reasons why I shifted back to small amounts of uh, protein through yeah. animal meats, because I was just not as healthy as I believed I should be, mm-hmm. given the diet uh, restrictions I'd created that I was very happy with. And I thought, this is this is not fair. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing everything <laughs> right. How come not yeah. me? Why not me? And so rather than giving up on the idea of a healthful eating, yeah. I just decided that it was a good idea to, to listen to my body yeah. and see what was going to work for me. And so uh, fundamentally, mentally, I'd love to stay vegetarian. Mm. But physiologically... 
after so many years, there was something inside me that said, maybe that's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think a, a really nice starting point is to look at your heritage, <clears throat> at your ancestry. That's always a good place to look. Um, but, you know, most of us are so mixed now too. You know, I've got Indigenous Australian blood in me and I've got English blood in me. You know, it's all this different stuff. It's like, which one do I choose? <laughs> so you've got to, again, work. You've got to experiment, basically. And it'll change depending on what you're doing at that given time. So, like, over the past sort of three or four months, I've been doing a bunch more training, less strength training and a lot more surfing and a lot more gymnastics. Um, so I've just felt that I needed more carbohydrates in my diet. So I've been having, you know, some gluten-free grains and stuff like a buckwheat cereal in the morning or some, you know, berries and stuff like that, which I know work for me. Um, but then where if I'm doing lots of strength training or whatever, I'll go more towards the heavier foods like eggs for breakfast mm-hmm. and, and some avocado and maybe some slow-cooked meat, some leftovers. So it really depends on what you're doing and it depends on you and your unique body, you know. You can't, you can't tell an athlete who's doing marathons to cut out carbohydrates, you know, because they, they need muscle glycogen. Um, so... Yeah, it, it just depends on what you're doing. And that's why it's hard when people come and ask you, as I'm sure they do with you too, what do I eat? It's like, well, what are you doing? How are you, What are you thinking? Um, how much are you moving? You know, what's your stress like? All these different things that come in. What's your gut health like? You know, because if someone's got a gut issue, maybe they do need to change their diet even away from their ancestral diet for a while to actually fix that up. Because we've done so much damage through, you know, various things that, you know, we'll talk about soon, like antibiotics and tap water and, and medications and all these things which potentially, or which do, have an impact on our gut health. So, um, yeah, it's really about assessing the situation and working out what works for you. And, again, coming back to those um, timeless principles of, of eating from nature and eating what's available because the body's going to recognize that. And we can talk all day about, you know, supplementation and stuff, but the reality is there are things in food that we probably haven't even recognized yet. Um, and I think as a, as a safe bet, we need to actually go to that first. And, you know, I still supplement. I've got my supplements here, you know. Um, but it's almost the, like a backup plan, isn't those it? Those are the back. Those are your. Yeah. That's your security. Yeah. And I think you should really only supplement what you can't get from the diet. You know, things like minerals and trace elements. I think they're a big one. You know, we're we're eating from depleted soils now. Mm-hmm. Um, probiotics can certainly be handy, and you know, um, a few other things. You know, I flew on the plane yesterday, so I I brought along some antioxidants because I want to you know detox from the plane and protect my DNA and stuff from all that radiation. So there's like all these little things you can do um, that work for me. But, you know, do they work for you in your unique situation? Yeah. So to find that out, you can just ask, you know, what are your energy levels like after eating a certain diet? You know, what do you, what do you sleep like after eating a certain diet? I know that if I have a carbohydrate meal before bed, I can't sleep. Ah, interesting. Like crazy, yeah. Whereas carbs um, are supposed to help to balance your blood sugar levels at night yeah. and give you that really restful sleep. So for a lot of people, especially starchy carbs like, say, sweet potato, yeah. are supposed to be very restful, uh, yeah. which is interesting, and that doesn't work for you. So no. it is so individualized. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it just takes it takes time to work that out, and you will change. You'll change according to your spirituality you'll change according to everything you know so according to the seasons and what's available and hopefully the local produce that that is available to you as well um cal you touched on water just then which was really interesting um tell us more about water well i mean 70 percent of the human body is water so it makes sense to put in a good quality water we're really just big jellyfish. Exactly. It's <laughs> one of the easiest things that you can get right yeah. is water. You know, it, it's getting enough water. Getting enough water. Mm. I mean, I go on Dr. Batman Gellick's work. So um, mm. for every kilo yeah. of body weight, you're having 0.033 mils. Yep. So a 100 kilo person has 3.3 liters per day plus, plus additional water for exercise. That's what I use because I just think he's done a lot of really good work. And that's the only research that actually shows how much water the individual person actually needs. Because they say eight glasses, two liters. Um, Some people say you can overhydrate or if you're already thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Mm. But that's a really nice, easy sum um, to keep it simple. So that sum is if you're, let's just say if you're a woman, you're 70 kilos and you need to times that body weight by. 2.5 liters probably. Um, So 0.33. 0.33. So ladies, get on your phones, have a little look at. So your, your calculator app, take your body weight, times it by 0.033, 0. 0. 0. Yeah. and you're going to have the volume in liters, liters that you need to be drinking. If so, you're working in ounces, it's just half your body weight in ounces per day. 
So if you're like 200 pounds, you'd have 100 fluid ounces of water per day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Excellent. I'm, I'm impressed that you can convert to ounces like that. I, I can't convert it. <laughs> I, I just know that. that <laughs> Some of our listeners are yeah. not just here in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. That's why people awesome. are like, what do you mean leaders? What's this <laughs> metric system garbage? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, and what about the quality of the water? Yeah. I mean, super important. I don't drink tap water. Okay. Um, because I believe that even though very clean and very safe, um, I think it's too harsh. So mm-hmm. by putting chlorine and fluoride into the water supply to make it safe and free of um, waterborne diseases, which is completely logical, by the way. Well, it's safe for human race. I Sa- completely get it. Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. So um, it's just a little bit harsh, especially on our microbes. You know, chlorine is a harsh antimicrobial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a lot of microbes in our stomach. And when we drink uh, tap water, I think it does have a big impact on us. And fluoride, there's that whole controversy there. And I, I don't believe we need it as much as what we're told we need it i do believe we need it from plants yeah and the controversy is that it's neurotoxic yes so yeah yeah. so for people who haven't heard that conversation yet uh, we're not diving into it but just for your information it's something that is questionable in regards to is it beneficial or needed by the human body um should we be ingesting it as a necessary daily intake Mm. and we certainly question it and you do as well so yeah yeah, there's a good reason to get filtration systems on on home taps yeah i i I drink spring water Mm, so um because i think that spring water again comes from nature mineral content it's got a lot of information Mm. in there so the total dissolved solids all those salts that we need you know they're electrolytes basically we talk about gatorade and all this sort of different stuff (laughs) have some spring water it's like gatorade you know and i tend to put a little bit of um sea salt or himalayan salt in my water awesome not enough so that you can taste it if, if I put too if you taste it, you've, you've got too much in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with that, for me personally, this is super interesting. If I do that with all my water, I'll get nosebleeds because it thins my blood too much. So again, that just comes back to listening to my body. So I'll do it just once a day. I'll put like a tiny little stone in there for my water in the, the next morning and I'll have that water. Then I won't put any more salt in there. But that's really good to alkalize, to add some minerals and trace elements in. And, and we're yeah. not talking about table salt here. That's a very different uh, chemical compound. We're very talking different. about, you know, yeah. the pink Himalayan salt or the like Celtic sea like salt. Like a good sea sort of salt, yeah. 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 And it's a beautiful little way to really easily remineralize your system and help you to absorb the water better as well because a lot of us will just keep drinking and just pee it straight out um and so there's you know not really topping up our hydration levels there at all and even just a one percent drop in hydration affects our nervous system so dramatically Mm. um that we can't function nearly as well as what we should be not to mention external beauty. I mean, yeah. how, how often have we heard? Yeah, let's not forget aesthetics. Yeah, aesthetics. Hey, like yeah. we're ladies, we want to like look amazing, yeah. and um, a big part of that is is hydration because that inside uh, functionality at a cellular level is the external expression. Yes. So um, to be packing on all these incredible cosmetics and putting on layers of essential oils and that's fantastic. But if you're not looking at yourself from an inside out perspective yeah. through hydration and nutrition, then it doesn't matter how expensive those external beauty products are, they're not going to get to the core of the uh, the underlying, which is to yes. get the body working inside out perfectly first. Exactly. I spoke to a wonderful doctor from Washington University and I can't remember his name but he looked like Einstein like he was super cool he was really interesting and he talked about yeah the body's 70% water by volume but by DNA or by molecules it's actually 99% water wow only 1% sort yeah. of human almost like that microbial story so it's a super important thing and when also we could talk about like the structure of water and all that sort of stuff like Masura Emoto's done a lot oh, of work on that so crystals. interesting mm. and I think that's really really um, powerful your brain doesn't it to realise the Blows your mind. capacity of, yeah. of the brain to yeah. To completely change a structure. So we haven't got context there, have we? We will post this on our social media so you can can understand what we're talking about. But essentially, um, different types of water are also presented with different types of intention or music or words and things like that will actually change the water crystals that they, um, you know, develop into. Mm. Um, And it's uh, Dr. Emoto's work, if you you haven't heard that, it's called Messages in Water. We'll absolutely post that on Facebook because it's incredible and so so fascinating and if it can do that to water crystals imagine what's happening to our internal environment Mm -hmm. with those type you know just with yeah our everyday expression and our interactions and and things like that and just a quick little tip for ladies um if you want to gain a little bit of extra height stay really well hydrated because the discs between each of your Mm -hmm. vertebra 
um, are actually, they need a lot of hydration. So when they dehydrate, we shrink. So, you know, I feel like I'm vertically challenged. Not that much, but, but, but a little bit, right? Forget so. heels. Yeah, just drink water. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you feel like you're shorter or you've shrunk by the end of the day, it's because you're dehydrated. And a giveaway there is touching the reverse mirror on the car. If you jump in the car seat and you have to bring it down because in the morning you jumped in and you were in that oh, correct wow. posture, such a good cue. elongated body and right. hydrated yeah. body. And then by the afternoon, if you're dehydrated, sitting poorly, bad posture, and then you jump in the car and the first instinct you have, ladies, if you reach up to change the mirror, stop. Yeah. I want you to not change the mirror, instead change your body. So, so, <laughs> awesome. so get yeah. yourself up again and make sure you drink a bit more water. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's sitting up straight here <laughs> having a drink more. <laughs> yes, it's just, it's just these funny little everyday things that uh, are really symptoms that we just don't recognise for what they are. Mm. Um, but we're just doing them habitually each day. And yeah. you were talking about these you know, timeless lifestyle principles and they come down to daily habits, yes. habitual behaviours, yeah. repeated regularly over the course of your lifetime. Yeah. Just having like an hour of power a day. I think Jack Canfield calls it an hour of power. You know, what committing an hour like? of your day to like adding points to your health balance. So for me, it might be going for a walk and doing some breathing. Um, it might be, you know, it might turn into six hours of power. Awesome. Yeah. So um, just having that in your mind, you know, that, that you want to add more points in every single day than you spend. Yeah, cool. Love I love that. Mm. Kayla, is there anything else that you think is absolutely fundamental that just from a baseline level, if you can get these things right, then you're really on the right track? Yeah, sleep. Sleep's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- there's that whole sleep thing with how much sleep we need, but I think the general consensus is between seven and nine hours or whatever it is. Yep. And we um, have a saying, we like <laughs> to invite our audience to join the 10 p.m. club. So to cool. be in bed by 9.30, yes. to be asleep Very by smart. 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's very good. I think working in line with nature that way is, is really good because, you know, we're biologically designed to recognize when it's, you know, dark and go yeah, to sleep and, and wake up. Mm. So I generally, and this is something I love about my routine, is I generally wake up as soon as the sun comes up. So in winter, I'm sort of sleeping in until like seven o'clock, maybe just after seven and the sun comes up. In summer, I'm like up at six. You know, I really love the feeling of, of being in line with that. And I'm that person who's like tired by nine o'clock. I'm going to go to sleep, you know, so that but doesn't work for everyone. That's in nature. Is that's generally nature. how we're designed. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of us have taught ourselves to be out of sync in some ways. Yeah. A lot of us have said, some people say, yeah, but I've always been that way. I've always yeah. been a night owl. And that's because it's a habitual behavior. Yeah. You've always trained yourself to be a mm-hmm. night owl and therefore you are what you've practiced most. Yeah. And there's those times, those essential times, like between um, 10, 8, 10 p.m. And, and 2 a.m., your adrenals recharge, you yeah. know, so that's really important. I think if we ignore that, we tend to deplete ourselves. And again, that's spending a lot of health points. You know, how, how do you want to wake up in the morning? Do you want to wake up, you know, feeling refreshed and ready to go? Or do you want to wake up feeling tired and groggy and you need that coffee and then you need the second coffee and then you need the sugary breakfast because you've got no energy and all these different things? You know, sleeping um, has to do with the liver as well and uh, turn the Wi-Fi off in your home at night. That's mm-hmm. what I do at home because that'll interrupt your circadian rhythm. Uh, that's definitely an issue in those bright lights where you know we all like to watch Netflix now and I'm one of those person, <laughs> one of those people you know so um, sort of restricting the amount of time you spend on screens at night time is good I tend to turn off my phone early um, or use the iPhone apps that you've got the yeah, uh, so the, like the, the pink light background that's right so you can yeah. turn it into night modes I, so I should probably have a look at that yeah highly uh, recommend yeah. it you can set it on a timer and it'll yeah. just go down with the uh, the clock so when yeah. the clock says that it's sunset it doesn't matter if it's still sunset outside yet for you um, yeah. it's already registered sunset what's that app called oh and it's actually Isn't on the that? phone so it's if you're on the iPhone 6s night, night, night shift mode I think yeah night okay. shift mode um, so yeah. So, ladies, you get your phones out and make sure you you slide the bottom bar up, oh, yeah. and there's a little button on that bottom bar that you may never even the notice. Little menu. I'm yeah, on the little menu at the bottom. So, slide crazy. from the bottom up. So, Kayla's yeah. yeah. taking out his phone right now. So, ladies, you can definitely do that as well. So, it's got um, a little moon. Uh, there an you go. No, so your bottom bar up, and down the bottom there, there's a little uh, little screen thing that's got like sort a of half like covered a, sun. Yeah, half covered sun. Yeah. So, touch that, and now you've got uh, turn on until seven a.m. Now, yeah. for all of you Android users, I'm sorry, we are um, pretty illiterate when it comes to that. We're all <laughs> yeah. 
iPhone and Mac lovers here, unfortunately, so don't hold that against us. Um, but I'm sure that it has similar functions. So just check out your phone or your system, you know, your user system to see how that works because it Thank is you. really important. That backing blue light um, tricks our body into thinking that it's still daylight. Mm. And so that's why, you know, we're all night owls. That's why we're stuffing up our adrenals. Everyone's, you know, suffering with adrenal fatigue because, yeah. you know, this is you know, yep. a really big part of that. A lot of people have the monkey brain at night as well. Yeah. So, you know, doing some breathing or maybe even journaling before you go to sleep. I like to What's take... monkey brain? Monkey brain is just the brain that won't turn off. Oh, the chatterbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that annoying monkey. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. monkey brain. <laughs> so if you um, do some journaling before bed about the next day, you know, what you have to do, I find that there's something cathartic about writing down, you know, your potential problems or even just things you have to do. Um, mm. I find that really helps. It's know. almost like debriefing, isn't it? It's debriefing. Uh, un- unwinding. Yeah. 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 So yeah. don't worry, brain. I've got it sorted. We can deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. Don't keep me awake. Don't keep talking to me. Don't you keep reminding me. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. That's I've always really, found sleep really good idea. So, so, so essential and yeah. so important to me. Like last yeah. night I was annoyed at myself because I drank too much water before I went to bed and I woke up and like had to go to the toilet. I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and the light, like these, these blinds are pretty awful and they were letting in light. And yeah, these are just, louver shutters, and unfortunately, they don't have a complete coverage of just of painful. Light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if there's street lights outside, yeah. then your brain sort of feels like, oh, it might be sunshine. Yeah, yeah. But these are the things that we have to deal with as human beings. Yes. You know, so again, having a healthy point balance in your health account is good because while I travel here, I can spend a few points, you know, and not have to get sick because of it. Um, you know, I used to get sick, by the way, like for three to four months of the year back in wow. school yeah wow. with serious chest infections um and that led down a pretty sick route and yeah. that's why i actually had to do a lot of gut healing because i ended up taking so many antibiotics and i had like sea ulcers and stuff from surfing and not spending enough time out of the water <laughs> okay um oh. so i had to take all these antibiotics and stuff and I, w- I would get sick for so long and now i'm lucky to get sick once a year so i still get you know, a little, maybe a cold for like a week or something mm-hmm. as opposed to three to four months. But I think that's good as well because you build up your immune system. Yeah, you're during that having time. a health expression, yes. exercising your immune system. Yep. Okay, well, this is awesome. I love this concept of getting your health points up in the bank yeah. and then spending them sometimes if you need them, but you've got a good reserve there. Yeah. Um, so ladies, we're going to wrap up now. Um, but just to give you a bit of a summary, so we're going to do our little like nerdy librarian mode here. And so just the things to think about to help you to earn your health points is to be in that flow so be in that state of you know just ease and and down you know downhill energy like you know stuff that's that's easy and be that observation observer in your life um, and be be really really present and doing the things that you love to do yeah because we know that that is changing your physiology as well and being um, allowed to say no yeah, yeah. and you know, unapologetically as well. Yes. We've talked about this so many times. So if you need to go back in and have a bit of a reminder about some of these things, ladies, feel free to go back to some of the self-love episodes as well because that's pretty important. Uh, we've talked about really good quality water and why that's so important. And remember the um, little uh, maths Salt. there oh, okay. yeah, is yeah. Uh, per kilo of body weight, it is uh, 30 mils or 0. 0.33. 0.033. Oh, yeah, yeah 0.033. Um, or if you want to keep it really simple, it's just 30 mils per kilo of body weight right so if you weigh 100 kilos that's three liters a day um or you go back and listen to what kale said about the ounces as well i'm (laughs) not going to repeat that i did it wrong the other day and someone ended up with like 30 liters they're like oh it's a lot of water i'm like right (laughs) 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 but also remember that if you're exercising or you're sweating a lot add a bit more in as well so it's usually about a liter per hour of exercise Mm. um especially in summer too Mm. Um, and feel free to add a bit of salt um, to your water as well. Eat real food. Uh, you know, it's such a timeless principle because, you know, we know it works. Um, it, we need to be eating the way that our body can tolerate that's been around for thousands and thousands of years because we haven't changed that much. So if it grows, eat it. If it doesn't grow, don't eat it. Pretty simple, right? You need to move your body every single day and you need to move it through time and space and whatever it is that you love to do that's going to help get you motivated to do that even if it's to go trampolining at bounce or walking the dog or surfing or whatever that might be whatever it is that spikes that or sparks that um that excitement in you to get your body moving because your body is going to respond differently to that than what it would if you were to go begrudgingly to run on a treadmill for an hour at the gym 
what else have we covered? We've definitely covered sleep. So join the 10 p.m. club. Um, Feel free to go back and listen to our sleep episode if you need more information about that. Um, And I think... I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. moving with flow, exercising every day, eating according to the human biology and sleep were the big ones. Yeah. There's always more. You can always add more, There's like you said, about your, your health yeah. bank. There's always yeah. other great ways of just of adding yeah. little things in. But essentially, if you can get those foundations right, yeah. you're just so far ahead of the yeah. game because a lot of people are just not doing those fundamentals well. Yeah. And if you can't get those fundamentals you know, balanced out, then unfortunately it's just a constant uphill battle with your health and there's constant yeah. things that keep showing up and those question marks of what's going wrong and why mm. is it going wrong. So um, I guess avoiding uh, falling into the trap of diagnostics all the time, just get the foundations right. Start yeah. to get the body working from the inside out. And as you know, ladies know, if your body's feeling great and feeling balanced, you get out there in the world and you give your best too. You know, you express yourself as you truly are. That vibrance comes from inside you. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to try and be someone you're not. Um, And that really is a great example of people who are living intuitively with their own body needs. I think you can give so much more to the world when you're healthy. Oh, 100 percent, 110 percent. Like, yeah. just, it's just not a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Mm. And to your family, I mean, let's forget the world yeah. for a second. It could just be that you, your kids need more, more quality from you, yeah. or your girlfriends have better time with you because you're you switched on, you're engaged, you're vibrant, you're happy, um, you feel happy from the inside out, and you're not yeah. seeking external pleasures to try and stimulate those happy centers in the brain. Yeah, and just making it easy for yourself to do that. You know, just make it so easy for you to be healthy. Make it harder for you to be unhealthy than it is to be healthy. Like that's, you can do that so easily now, you know, have, don't have the, um, the fail foods in the house, you know, like that's one of the easiest things you can do. Don't buy the chocolate for everybody else in inverted commas. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get real. Yeah. 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 And then eat it yourself. Just don't buy it. Just don't have it in the house. Every single human being on earth nearly would struggle not to eat the chocolate if it just sat there. Okay, maybe if you're really, really good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Your power runs out, no. right? We only yeah. have so much of that. Yeah. So don't set yourself up to fail. Exactly. It's, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. So make life easy for yourself yeah. and just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, the thing. Kale, sensational. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us today. We've absolutely loved having a chat to you here in this uh, lovely room and really, really excited because we've got a huge, exciting event happening with you later in the year. So listeners, yeah, keep, no. a, keep an ear out for that. We Super will, excited. Yeah, we'll keep you the first in the loop. Uh, you will know before everyone else and you will get special codes and things to, to get in on the group before uh, before everyone else does. So yeah, we're we'll excited about that. We'll definitely be VIPs for that. Um, now, Kale, I know our listeners are going to want to know all about you. Where can they go to find out more info? Uh, so pretty much everything's on kalebrock.com. So awesome. kale like the vegetable. And I was born with that name, <laughs> by the way. How appropriate Everyone, is yeah, that? Everyone's like, you change your name. That's a stage name. It's not. Oh, okay, like so that David Avocado. Yeah, 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 like that stuff. Yeah, so it's K-A-L-E-B-R-O-C-K.com. Um, and then I'm on social media under Kale's Broccoli. Kale's Broccoli. <laughs> oh, I, like oh, I love yeah. it. Um, kale, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Oh, and definitely check out Kale's podcast as well. It's also on the Wellness Couch and it's the Kale Brock Show. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, ladies, we know that you would have loved the episode with Kale today. Um, we're going to post some photos up as well because you want to see what this guy looks like. He's a pretty cool surfy dude. Um, but until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.